0: Listening to John's cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie, and I'm Nick. I made. Uh, i ventured out to Moravin on Friday afternoon, and uh, I was. I wasn't alone. There was about I think they said seven or eight thousand there, um, and it was very blustery, windy condition. Mm. Um, and I've got to say, the first minute or so, it looked very pleasing. You know, first couple of minutes, uh, saw Alwyn Davie kick a goal. And then that was followed by Tipper taking a mark, probably about 10 or 15 metres out. Uh, there wasn't much joy in the game, mate. And I know it's a practice match, but uh, pretty tough going against the Saints, I must say, on that Friday afternoon. It
1: certainly was, mate. Uh, I mean, all reports were it was blowing a gale down there. I don't know if you uh, felt it on the ground there, Jane. Um but I guess for my want to look at it, yeah, the the wind blows for both sides. Um uh so I don't know if we could use that as an excuse. Uh particularly when yeah, we were getting enough shots at goal, Jane. Um, yeah, we I think we even had more shots and goal. Uh no, exactly the same shots and goal in the end. Um unfortunately though, we only kicked in total three goals. 14 points um to the Saints 10 goals seven. So look might have been finding enough options, but just weren't able to make it count on the scoreboard. And that's a uh, an area of the game that we've been into work on for a very long time.
0: Yeah, I must say, like I think, you know, it's a trap for even local footy and all footy levels. Um when you have the win, you just think you simply just get the ball into the scoring zone as often as you can. Mm. Um, but there wasn't a lot of thought behind it. It was a lot of long shots at goal, you know, 50-odd mm. metres out. Um, you know, a lot of our players fell into the trap of, I've got the breeze behind me. I'm going to chuck in the goal. You know, it's just never come off. And the wind was quite strong. You know, again, um, we all know the hangar isn't the most <laughs> breeze free play fever. Mm. So uh, I don't know if we can use, you know, we should have some idea about yeah you know, kicking goals yeah you know, with windy conditions mm. after all our old home ground was called windy hill but That's <laughs> it. but uh, i will say like you know i'm not um, too downcast about the performance like yeah you know, i was disappointed that um we still fell into the trap of just bombing it every time we had the ball like, and it gives the impression that we're panicking, you know a lot of kick on the shoulder and a lot of turnovers and you know um, yeah, you know, we don't like to single out people but like Dylan Chill you can find a footy, but G when he gets open and he's running forward, he always almost, almost seems to snooker himself. Yeah. Um so a lot of it is same old. Um and uh that's a cheer out to our our old uh nickname mate. But um a lot of the stuff we do is same old and you can understand why a lot of supporters do get a bit not again, we're not gonna go down this track again, but As I said, it's only a practice match. We need to temper our um, initial reaction to the game. Um, And, you know, I I just think that, you know, I'm not reading too much into that game. And a a lot of it was just the efficiency of using the footy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get that to a degree, James. Like everyone says, yeah, it's just a practice game, whatever. But it's some of the basic things that I found a bit... um, a bit discouraging. Like, yeah, Dylan Scheel, like he's what, twenty-eight, twenty-nine now, Jay? Um yeah. you know, uh, well, everyone knows he's got the, the talent. Um, but when he plays with such a lack of confidence, um despite having, you know, from what everyone says, a, a brilliant midseason, it's like um <laughs> you know, he's he's the uh, AFL's hardest trainer. He he trains beautifully and prepares himself really well, but he just doesn't back himself out. On the field, um, he yeah, had a at least three opportunities to run in and try and kick a goal, uh, but in each of those occasions, he didn't even get a shot off. Um, you know, he tried to be a bit cute with the footy, um, you know, and his his kicks just didn't come off. I'd much rather he, um, chuck it on the peg and and have a crack, um, but you know, hopefully he'll improve from there, Jane. Um,
0: i was gonna say, that's really perplexing too because. We all saw the highlights. He played his best footy you know, when he's an All Australian for um, GWS, yep. and that was those long ranging kicks as he was on the run. Mm. Uh, I don't know what came to his game, but it seems after that season he's slowly, you know, come down a level, um, and you know he seems to have, you know, like you said, a lack of confidence. But mm. be, you know, really deliberate with the footy and. Um, That's something I'd really like him to work on. But as you say, mate, he's nearly 30, I think, um, by the end of this year. And, um, you know, if you're not learning it by by 30, um, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. But, um, yeah, you'd you'd want to start adding that. And I'd I'd hope a new voice like Brad Scott can get through to him and just say, look, you can't overthink, you know, not getting it 100% right, but... It's more worrying when you are indecisive on what you're going to do.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, outside of that, um, you know, our entries going inside 50, um, yeah, left a lot to be desired. Um, like, yes, you know, some of our forwards, you know, Peter Wright in particular, were, you know, wasn't making his marks, but we weren't making it easy for him uh, with where we were kicking it. Like, yep, some of that could be down to, judging the wind and that kind of stuff. And and you'll wear that for a practice game. Um, but it was an ongoing feature each quarter. It's not like we corrected at any stage, Jane. Um, so that was a, a bit, um, you yeah, know, sort of disappointing there. Um, down back, as you say, um, you know, it, as you say, I don't want to single people out, but Zerk Thatcher, um, you know, he, he uh, panic bombed a couple out and they came back with interest. Jane, um, which made things uh, for the defenders a bit difficult. Uh yeah, he did some good things as well. Um, but same thing with Kelly. Um, yeah, I think he's he's working on his disposal, uh, but again, it needs a a bit of work. Uh there was excitement though, Jane. I thought uh Owen Davy Jr. Yeah, played an absolute ripper. Uh he looked really dangerous, didn't he? Yeah. Um, the only thing that was, uh, I suppose, missing from his game was just a bit more composure around the sticks. Um, yeah, could have easily kicked three or four, I thought. Um, and I thought he um, did really well. Peter right Just on uh, yeah. him, mate. Quickly, yeah. I'll
0: jump in with him. Um, yeah, like, I didn't have him in my side for round one, but if I had another go at that, I think I would now. I think he's uh, done enough to get a round one debut.
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, you know, you might get another crack, James, based on uh, you know, reports that we might have received a couple of injuries. I know some of them might not have been as bad as expected. Um, but let's uh, keep going with the, with the forwards there, James. You know, Peter Wright just kicked the one goal. Uh, he had at least five or six opportunities um, that he would have nailed. You know, nine times out of ten, um, same thing with Jones. Like, had a couple of opportunities, wasn't able to capitalise. Um, so, yeah, know, even even McDonald tick and putty. Um, uh, you know, it, I thought he was uh, promising to see he was uh, you know trying to pressure and chase and he he still got that first you know really good five or ten metres, Jay. Um but he was huffing and puffing a bit uh toward the end of the game. Um but you know he's continuing to put the effort in, which is uh, really fantastic to see. And uh really I think uh another shining light that came out for me. James was um, was the role of Setterfield. I thought he, uh, he played quite a solid game, like not outstanding, uh, but his height and um, uh, actual use of the footy um, did stand out for mine. I, I thought he played quite a good role.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, and here's that point of difference that we've probably been calling out for. Now, time will tell um, if he can deliver, uh, you know, where we need him to but i mean on on the basis of a preseason, he seems to have done enough to you know be a lock for a round one as well so um i guess you know we are seeing a few new faces into this team and uh you know when you think about a lot of our first round draft picks that we think we would be playing um to try and get as many games into them this year as possible mm. um I think somebody highlighted that we probably only have one of our first-round picks playing in um, in round one because of uh, injury. You know, that's uh, you know uh, Archie Perkins will probably yeah. play, but then uh, you know how other top picks, you know, Stardust has just returned to the on-field for the uh, training now. Um, still a long way off. Probably another five or six weeks off from playing, I'd imagine. Um, you then got Hobbs, who seems to be. You know, waiting, waiting to get his body right. Um, I don't think it's terribly long injury. I think he may even play by round one in the VFL. Um, Nick Cox, I think he joined full training today. I read. Um, Zach Reed, we know he's still on the sideline. So, yeah, a lot of our first picks that are first round picks that you know, we would have liked to have got games into these players, uh, particularly those last two, Cox and Reed. Being their third year, mm. um, they're going to have to wait again. So, yeah, um, we might see some other players, you know, step to the fall. You know, most notably our um, mid-season draft. You know, Durham, who seems a lock um, to be in Brad Scott's uh, first team because he seems to be a favourite of Brad's. Mm. Um, you know, Nick Martin, who surprised to so stay greatly last year as an FSP. Um, And, you know, we're seeing lots of players come through uh, untraditional pathways like Massimo and all of that. So, yeah, I think it's it's simply a work in progress. Uh, But I'm really excited for, you know, 13 days away from round one and taking on the Hawks.
1: Yeah, that will be exciting, Jane. Um, I will say I do have, you know, some concerns based on, you know, our performances and the practice matches. And I know people say, oh, it's only a practice match, but it's it's the same sort of thing we saw from last year, where people said, oh, it's only a practice match. But, you know, that sort of form led into uh, what we produced over the course of the season. Um, so for me, I'm definitely once bitten, twice shy. Um, and, the, and in the case of Essendon, um, you know, we've been bitten over the uh, pre-season hype, quite a few times and um I suppose uh yeah not filled with as much of optimism as I'd like to like us to have um yeah Perkins was was sort of one he had a he had a funny old game Jane um yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think he performed as well as he'd like um yeah he's a young player and uh, and all the rest of it that's fine but um yeah certainly for a lot of our boys I'd say the one thing we were really lacking was that sense of composure um you know, getting rushed with the footy um you know, not making the i suppose the uh, the best and first options um uh where it was our i suppose the stalwarts the the ones that we can rely upon each and every game that did perform um so your merits um you know ridley uh, Red Dog, you know, these blokes did perform, so it's not like it's impossible, it's just that the uh, yeah, some of the blokes perhaps need a bit of a, a kick up the bum before the um, uh, true season begins. Uh, and I will have to say, Jane, that I did find it a bit bemusing. Uh, when Andrew McGrath uh, came out at the press conference and said, Oh, look, yeah, you know, we we took a step forward in that uh, you know, pre season match, well, for mine. Um, yeah, you can call it what it is. Just kind of oh, look, you know, we got some of the rust off, um, blew the cobwebs out, you know, whatever metaphor you want to use. Uh, but to me, I can't see how you can say we took a step forward um, based on that performance uh, against St. Kilda.
0: Yeah, look, there was some concerning play. More so, as I said, we're not basing on the result, more just that we've seen so much of this before. Yep. Long kicks to the forward line to no real target. Um, you know, just kicking over our shoulder, hoping that one of our players will run onto it. Um, yeah, I would have liked to seen us pick our way through things a bit better. Yeah, uh, I think that's what good sides do. Um, mm-hmm. and as I said, we we know we're very much a you know a blank canvas for Brad. Um, he'll be making his assumptions on uh what the players physically output now, so uh, you know, we've got to give him that time to realise who are the players that can play the brand of footy he wants to play and yep. um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see that in selection and in a way, you've already seen it because the side that was named, uh, I found it intriguing that Nick Hine, um never really got onto the ground
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: so is that a line you know, to start and to make him sure he knows uh, your defensive efforts aren't well enough to be in the back line, um, you're going to have to work your way into the side. Because yeah. um, I would have thought he would have presumed himself to be a yeah, first-round player, uh, yeah, to be picked first uh, opportunity. But, um, yeah, I found it... as And remarkably, as well, um, Snelling was the same. Um, mm-hmm. He really only got on late, uh, so... And obviously Phillips didn't get on. Um, so I think, you know, that side. Uh, one of the other things I want to say quickly just that jumped into mind, he didn't really appear until the last quarter, but uh, Baldwin, who played so well in Gold Coast um, in that back line, I was really surprised that they elected not to put more minutes into him in a senior-type game, depending on how much we need him. Yeah. Um, I would have thought that would have been a good opportunity. Um, mind you, Saints weren't playing the, the biggest of forward lines, but um, I thought any development that uh, Kane got would be good for him. Um, uh, considering yeah. we insane. might need him.
1: yeah, insane that they, James, he did play in the uh, yeah, you know, the seconds game beforehand. So he and he play, apparently played quite well. So perhaps they you know, setting him up for a while, going look, you know last week it was out of necessity that he played back um and uh you know i'm sure he has done a bit of work over the preseason, you yeah know, regarding his yeah you know, uh key position um role like that's working on his body and all the rest of it so they they probably looked at it and go, oh look is an opportunity he can play a full game and he did play a full game apparently played quite well um and so it's promising that he was able to back that up and then come in in the last quarter and um I thought show a few nice touches. Um, so I, I, I suppose I'll see that a little bit uh, differently, but you are right. Um, yeah. These are good opportunities to, uh, you know, give your players as much exposure as they can be. Um, I, I do think though, you know, as much as we don't want to base things on the results, um, it does have to be noted uh, the score lines in terms of, um, you know, what we actually got quarter by quarter. So, Yeah, when the wind was with us in that first quarter, we got one goal, six. So uh, to me, we were sort of downhill skiing, thinking everything's coming to us. No worries, but we just weren't um, paying appropriate focus and attention um, to make sure that, uh, yeah, we got the best value of our forward entries. Uh, And then when the wind was against us uh, that second quarter, we scored just the one point while the Saints uh, piled on six straight goals. Um, So that is of of concern to me. Um, Yeah, that third quarter, again, we had the wind and they scored basically exactly the same as that first quarter. So another one goal, six. So we went to two goals, 13 um, in that third quarter. And the last quarter, uh, yeah, we scored a goal early um, and then just another point to finish it off at three goals, 14. So, you know, taking, um, say, Kilda's scoring, out of it. Um that's really an area uh that we have to focus on a lot more diligently. Uh you know, not only just goal kicking, but as you say, Jane, like um picking through defenses and um, you know, taking taking better options and and working for each other. Uh because if we're you know living in hope and and thinking, oh, I'll have a pot shot and see how we go, uh yeah, we're gonna keep getting mediocre results at best um, so uh, yeah I do think as much as it's just a practice game we do have to pay uh, attention to the uh, uh, yeah the unfortunate reality that we continue to be a, a side that uh, doesn't use a ball particularly well
0: yeah I, I like the game you know not that he stood out by any great stretch but I thought Sam Wiedemann added something up forward um yeah. You know, I thought he worked hard um, and mm. rested in the ruck a bit too, like having the ruck, um, you know, coverage. Mm. Um, Harry James is a bit disappointing. Um, yep. Struggled to find it. And uh, again, pre-season, but, um, you know, he's had all those foot injuries. Um, it's good to see him running about, but um, we have noticed in the past, Harry, these games where he'll have just the three or four possessions. So he just has to find a way to um, work himself into the game, even when the ball's not going everywhere where he'd like it to. Uh, I'd like to see him really, really searching for the footy, leading up and providing, yeah, even short options. Um, so we don't have to keep bombing it. Um, so I think that's a level of his game he could take to, the, you know, uh, in advance to, you know, make it less that we're just bombing it. To no one, if he keeps working hard and presenting, mm. um, to maybe be that you know that hybrid where you can lead from the forward right up to the you know half back line if you have to to on a lead and then double back forward. Yeah. Um, that's what I'd like to see from him because yeah he does go missing in games and uh, you know he so many games that mate, we could go through his stats that, like over the last couple of years when he has played. And he's had a lot of games, sub-five-session games, yeah. um, which, you know, you just got to be present somehow. And I know he's not the biggest of bodies, but his work rate's very good. It's just more about education and the right place at the lead.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with all that, Jan. Um, we all know the talent he's got. And, you know, as much as size isn't his best friend, he has um, obviously done a, a fair bit of work on his body over the pre-season, which is good. But as you say, um, yeah, just a bit more work on his positioning, um, you know, timing his leads and all the rest of it. Uh, but, you know, honestly, you look at this his performance, um, you know, over the last week and, and the week before, I, um, yeah, as much as we all uh, back him in in terms of his uh, capabilities, I don't think he's demonstrating that. Um to a level where you would um, absolutely lock him in. Um, well, that brings, yeah, mm. that brings me to a point. Yeah, that
0: brings me to a point. You know, I know he hasn't played a game, but see, I'd love to see a game given to Pat Boss. Um, you know, he's yeah. someone who, you know, from all accounts, is very physical at the footy.
1: Mm.
0: Um, if he doesn't get the footy, you'll make sure you know he was near the footy. It's just a good thing. Um yep. I and mean, we lack players with real vigour, you know. I I think um Brad Scott will really like Pat Vice and um whether it's immediate or not, I think if uh if Patrick plays that tough footy, uh Brad will recognise that and he'll get opportunities. And I, I just think he's the kind of player we need because when you look at you know, Peter Wright and Sam Wiedemann. And Harry Jones, you wouldn't say any of them are really physical uh beasts that want to get in, uh, involved in the contest. Yep. So, um, yeah, I think sometimes just to have that bloke that the opposition are even a bit unsure of because they're not sure what he's gonna do. We all remember Dean Wallace, mate, mm. he wasn't the most skilled player, but he had players looking over their shoulder many times, um, just because they he just knew if you if you did the wrong thing by him make you
1: work, uh, earn it later on. Yeah, absolutely, Jane. And, uh, you yeah, know, Patrick Voss, uh, he actually kicked, I'm pretty sure it was four goals. Um, I've heard it know, three. I'm not sure about oh, three, Yeah, it might, might have been three and had a, yeah, a yeah. couple of other shots. But, um, yeah, apparently he, he done really well in that match. And as you say, Jane, like if you've got a bloke like that who is, yeah you know, he's beaten down the door, Jane. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say that Voss has the same... Um, uh, you know, trajectory of Jones in, like, he's not the same height, um, might not have the same marking ability. Uh, but what he is demonstrating is, as you say, James, um, you know, if, if someone gets in his way, um, he'll, he'll let them know not to go there again. And I think that should be rewarded. Um, and if it makes Harry Jones, you know, look over his shoulder and go, bloody hell, if I don't pull my finger out... Um, my spot on the side isn't a sure thing i think that's a that's a good thing um yeah you want that competition for spots so uh no i, I agree with that um sentiment jame um yeah we've got some uh we do have options um so uh yeah i guess we'll see uh how the axe swings at the end of the day but um it, it's good for players to have a a healthy level of um uh you know reality and knowing that yeah, someone else is just waiting, waiting for their go, and um, yeah, beating the door down to do so.
0: Yeah. Now, um, some news today, mate. Uh, that just came to hand, and I'm sure you'll have uh, your um, on, you know, you're going to put your um, uh, your opinion across this one pretty strongly. I imagine is um, yeah, you know, Patrick Ryder has uh, come back to the Bombers. He's going to be an Indigenous uh, welfare officer at the club. Um, and, you know, we all agreed that was an area the club had to improve with our Indigenous um, you know, coaching and investment into the Indigenous youth and so forth. Mm. Um, and that's been followed on by the return of Patrick Ryder. now um, he's a player, he's obviously not coming back as a player, but he's a, a person I didn't see coming back there sort of in, in the immediate future. So that one mm. caught me a little bit off guard.
1: Yeah, yeah, same James, and you know we obviously spoke off air before we recorded this and um yeah it did knock me for six um you yeah, know fair to say I've checked the date uh to see if it was April fools or not um because I'd yeah I was in disbelief now you yeah, know fortunately you know we've had time between we spoke on the phone and now uh so I can Process the information, Jane. Um <laughs> But I do have to say that my initial reaction um, was uh, was why. Quite frankly, um, you know, as fans, we've got long memories uh, for some things, um, you know, short things for others. Um, but mm. um, you know, uh, the, this the one memory that that came up, um, you know, when you mentioned Paddy O'Roris back at the club was. Um, you know, at the end of that saga year, um uh, you know, Patrick Ryder, and yep, I, I fully acknowledge um that situation wasn't good for anyone to be in. Um, you know, a young bloke trying to start a new family, uh, and you've got this stuff circling around. And uh, the the unfortunate reality was that the club did fail these players. Um the club weren't able to confirm exactly what had been ejected into them. Um and if you don't know that, then you don't know what any possible ramifications might be. But saying that, um, I feel that um, how Batty Ryder left the club, um, uh, yeah, it was less than um, uh, less than ideal, uh, to say the least, um, because there was all this conjecture about, you know, and at the time, yeah, you know, the club was getting pummeled from pillar to post. Some rightfully, um, others not so. Um, and when you're getting all this bare publicity and one of your own players comes out and, and says all this stuff, um, yeah, it only causes more fuel for the fire. And then for him to, I mean, this is my words uh, and how I see it, I felt he uh, you know, basically um, yeah, you know, was going to walk on the club. Um, you know, Essendon wasn't going to get anything in return for losing the services of Patrick Ryder um and he made all this hullabaloo that oh he needs to be with family at this time um because of all the difficulties that the club has caused him um we're gonna go to Brisbane um yeah, the club tried to negotiate as as far as I'm aware. and uh in the end we uh we said, okay, yep all right, yep, we've done the wrong thing buyer um yeah, off you go to Brisbane and then he decided to go to Port because they were offering more money. Now to me, uh, yeah, if you're gonna create a story, stick to it um because I, I felt at that time James, uh, there's there's other ways that could have gone about it. Um, I felt like the the club, yes, areas of that club failed in, but how we left, um, yeah left a, a bit of taste in my mouth and I'm sure I'm not the only one and and I'm definitely welcome feedback from other people who um you know reckon I'm a you know uh I don't know what I'm talking about, uh or whatever. You know, obviously James, yeah, we've got young families ourselves. And um, you know, if you were put in that situation, no one knows how you're going to react. Um, because only the players know what's really going on. Uh there's a lot of speculation that, you know, paddy wanted to stay, but his, his partner at the time um you know wanting to go and was putting the pressure on him and and you'd absolutely understand that from a mother's point of view from from anyone's point of view There's going to be a um yeah a, a new parent but it wasn't his partner that was going out to the media and saying all this stuff it wasn't his partner that was you know talking to the player agent and saying no nope, i'm only going to brisbane uh only to turn the table when a bit more coin got offered uh from port adelaide um to then turn coat and, and head that way so yeah it's fair to say that um, when I heard the news uh, I wasn't overly enthused to hear it but on reflection like you can absolutely see a lot of benefits for why um the club has has gone this direction obviously with uh Dan rioli as um you know the board member um you know looking after indigenous culture and, and everything like that um you know, I imagine he might have had uh, a bit to do with getting Paddy back to the club. Um, because, you yeah, know, to be honest, James, and this is me having a go at the club, this isn't anyone else, um, we went away from, you know, nurturing Indigenous t- talent in the club for a long time. And what once was a proud history um, in the Essendon Football Club is, uh, you know, developing and nurturing Indigenous uh, footballers, we went away from that, Um and we lost that part of our identity. So the club reinvesting in that, you know, getting someone like Paddy uh, Paddy Ryder back at the club to to help the yeah, you know, the Davia boys, uh, to help McDonald Titten Woody to help uh, Mankara. Um yeah, you know, there's there's so much that needs to be rebuilt from what was lost, Jed. Um so on that side, I, I'd have to laud it. He knows the struggles of um yeah, you know, uh, I suppose uh, being an Indigenous player um, in the AFL—that's something that you nor I could understand, James. Um, you know, you hear a bloke like Eddie, um, Eddie talk about his journey, and um, you know how even like, for blokes like you or me, like he was an opposition player always, but loved by us because you know he was so exciting to watch in the field, but. Yeah, When you'd hear people from his own fan base would have a go at him for his for being indigenous, um, yeah, Australia as a whole has, has, has a lot of work to do, so I can only laud the club for uh the new direction they're going in. Uh, but I do have to say, I, I um I saw this with mixed emotions, um, but you yeah, know, I've rambled quite enough, <laughs> I'm sure you've got a much more positive outlook on uh on things, Jane. Yeah. yeah, look, I i
0: hear all your points, and um, yeah. You know, we put the saga behind us. That was a terrible time. I know it's hard to do because it took a big chunk of our lives, you know, 10 years of it, really. Um, we had to suffer through it. And, you know, no club support has gone through as much intensity as, um, as what we did um, during all those times. Um, you know, every day in the paper, another fresh attack. Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, I think we've... Paddy Roe—he was one of my favourite players when yeah. he was playing for us. I um, really enjoyed watching him play. Um, yeah, I was really disappointed when he left, and and, and for the same sentiments you made, I yeah I was disappointed how that transpired. Mm. And even if you think it's shorter term than that, uh, when he was going to play his last couple of years of footy, was looking for a home, and he he went to Essendon, and then he went to St Kilda to the side. Yeah, you know, we kind of made it to the last two, and. Um, he just felt like Essendon didn't feel like it was a nice place to be as opposed to St Kilda. So he kind of slapped us there as well, you know. Mm. Um, so, but having said that, um, we're just going to, you know, see it as a fresh opportunity. As you say, we need to focus on our Indigenous investment. Uh, also, you know, upskilling our Indigenous players that we already have there. Um, and if Patrick can help in that, mate, I, I, I'm prepared to move on. Um, you know, we, we can never change what happened during those years, but you know, we can help by not harbouring on it. Um, and I know that's hard because we all were invested uh, right through. Um, and it's hard just to say, that no, uh, I'll forgive and forget because you know, that was a big chunk of our last five or six years. But um, no, we just have to move on and, um, yeah, let's – so it it's a fresh start, and and as you say, it's a positive sign that we're investing into our indigenous youth and um, you know trying to upskill them. And um, you know, Paddy can help with that. Um, I fully support it, and uh, you know, you know, I'm really liking that direction of focusing on that. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So it was quite a bit of news anyway, because we weren't expecting it. Um. But, you know, it wasn't something not even heard move So, uh, yeah, that was a surprise but, yeah, you know, I think uh, over time, let's hope that's a positive. Mm. Um, now, Jai Caldwell, uh, we still haven't heard the news of that ankle injury suffered uh, uh, during the game against the Saints uh, and that always uh, causes me a bit of worry, mate, because mm. easily if it's nothing, the club will quickly nip it in the bud. So let's hope they're not sitting on something dramatic um, with Jai, Uh, you know, because he's had a wretched run, you know, since he's drafted, really, even with GWS. Um, Every time he seems like he's ready to go after a fresh pre season, he'll get an injury. So um, let's hope for Jai's sake that uh, there's nothing long term there. Yep. Um, Any other news you wanted to touch on, mate, in the last week or so?
1: No, I mean, look, there was a, a couple of injury scares. Um, uh, as you briefly mentioned before, I thought, buddy, yeah, we're going to have to do another best 22 because, um, <laughs> um, you know, HEP uh, seemed to have gone down um, and Langford as well. Uh, but it sounds like Langford's back training, uh, you know, from McGrath. Uh, it sounds like, uh, you know, HEP's in a moon boot, but just precautionary. Um, uh much like Caldwell uh in a movie as well so I guess we'll we'll see what happens over the next you know week or so with regards to uh to those guys um you know other guys who were in the injury uh, uh I suppose modified group sounds like they're starting to come back from what you were saying James so uh I guess all that's up in the air but uh, now look at outside of that um uh, yeah not much. much else I can um, comment on. There's uh, there's certainly enough going on, but uh, yeah, we just thought with the with the preseason game, thought I'd better go on the airways and perhaps uh, blow a bit of the cobwebs out ourselves. Um, You know, hopefully, I haven't seemed like too much of a stick in the mud uh, this episode. Um, Certainly, I am looking forward to the season ahead, but um, I do have to be a realist at times. And um, yes. so what my personal reactions were um happy to uh get any feedback on that you know yeah obviously when uh, when jamie puts the uh the podcast up on um on blitz uh but also uh you know through our, our gmail donscastpod at gmail.com um happy to get any feedback there um whether it's yes i agree or nick you need to pull your head in um either way happy to, happy to hear um you know contrasting views um, But, yeah, I guess it's a a couple of weeks until the real stuff starts, mate.
0: Yeah, well, Sunday week. So uh, when you say it that way, Mm. uh, it's not very far away at all. And, you know, I'm really excited. Um, You know, I don't think any of us are expecting our finals uh, hoodoo to be broken this year, but still excited. I think every game under Brad Scott is going to be another game closer to that, mate, because, um, you know, he's really going to be building this club, and and we've got to face the fact that he's going to be with us for at least five or six years. So, yeah, this is a long-term process for him. Um, and I think he's got the conviction to yeah really build this side. And, uh, yeah, let's just uh, get on board and hope we can uh, see some really positive things, uh, you, know, you know, even if they're little small pockets here and there. Let's hope they turn into something meaningful uh last thing i want to say mate was um the club had the family day on saturday and unfortunately i had to work and i never ventured up there but from all reports uh it was a pretty good day except for uh apparently they had some mic problems down there but um yeah apart from that it was a pretty positive day and that was the first time the club had had a family day for a couple of years so um yeah, well done to the club for organizing that great all right well um yeah, that's a short, sweet episode um, and uh, we'll hope to be back. Give you all the results from the Essendon Hawthorne game uh, and uh, let's, uh, until next time, say, go Bombers. Go no, Dons.